Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It don't matter how hot the girls are. If your music is lame. We can help with that, though. The Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association presents Panda Off the Charts. Brand new tracks for the strip club industry to make your set sound fresher, more energized, and to keep things bumping. Here are your hosts, Danny Myers, Elon Fong, and Bob Chia Party. Hey, welcome to Panda Off the Charts, the What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. And did you know that we are now the number one strip club music podcast in the world? Yes, we're proud of that too, man. I'm Danny Myers. We got Bob Chia Party. We got Lon Fong. We have got an incredible, incredible show coming up for you guys today. If you're not familiar with Panda Off the Charts, it is a show where Alon, Bob, and I all pick some music. We go around, we talk about it. We have an amazing guest joining us. And this guy's going to have so much information that we want to get to about him. Uh, we're going to be bringing on Justin Wilson. He is a songwriter, a musician, a singer, all from Nashville. And he and Bob. Bob have this great project they worked on, and we're going to tell you about that big TV show that Bob is executive producer on, or one of, and uh, we're going to get to all that. So we already know that we're going to spend a lot of time with Justin, so we're going to get to our, our music picks kind of quick here. I'm going to start with a brand new one by Tyga. It's called Day One, and it kind of surprised me because it's got a little bit of a house feel to it. So let me know what you guys think of this. That's my day one. She like to have fun. Little super freak. She got that dumb dumb. That's my day one. She like to have fun. Little super freak. She got that dumb dumb. Okay, that was my first pick. That was Tyga, day one. I love that music on that, but I want to go to Alon Fong because you're the big EDM house guy. What did you think of that? I I guess I don't I don't know yet. I'd have to hear more. Uh, it was solid, solid production, solid track. I want to hear more where it goes, but I do like the uh, bass line and, and the production on it for sure. There you go. Bob Chiaparty, your thoughts? I loved it. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I love that that sound. That doot 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 sound. That yeah. They, it, yes. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember where that it was first used, but it's uh, it it still holds up after all these years. Yeah, it's got that '90s house vibe organ to it. I yeah, think is the yeah. big thing. I like that. Yeah, Alan Fong. Why don't you pick us one here? Uh, well, this track I had to pick with Bob in mind. Uh, he likes my sexually explicit uh, innuendo songs. <laughs> this is uh, one of those. This is called Only Man. It features Paul Johnson and is by Airwolf Paradise. Am I the one you want to fuck all the time? Huh? Yes, baby. And hey, baby. Am I the one that makes you cream your panties every day? Huh? Oh, yes, baby. Well, I must be the one that makes you masturbate and want to play and play. Yes, baby. Oh, 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 baby, you're my only man. Oh, baby, you're my only man. 
Okay, real quick, my critique on it. Um, I'm not a fan of the music. I love the lyrics. I love the lyrical content. The music itself, um, you know, uh, we play 30 seconds of these songs, but I mean, that was like a minute, uh, a minute 10 before the actual kick drum came in. Uh, you know, and it just, to me, I, I would have liked to have heard that, heard that kick drum earlier just for club energy purposes. Not blown away by the music, but uh, creative vocals. Uh, Bob Party. Well, first, I want to clear one thing. Now, did you say it features Paul's Johnson? Is that what you told me? <laughs> no, no. Was it, Paul it did. It's a Johnson. Very, you got a very talented Johnson. That's all yeah. I can say. Paul Johnson. It uh, speaks. Paul's it Johnson speaks, 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 apparently. It speaks. Got a mind uh, of its own. I, I, again, it, it, you know, again, it was, it, to me, the song is not, you know, breaking any barriers here, but I thought it was a ton of fun. I mean, it's just, it's just a fun song. I mean, uh, I think it would go over great in the strip clubs, and I think, uh, I, I think the girls would have fun with it too. So yeah, I give it I give a thumbs up on that one. Okay, now we're gonna go to Bob Chia Party, stripjointsmusic.com. By the way, all people in the strip club industry, if you're looking for good new uh, promotional music, you need to check out Bob's site, stripjointsmusic.com. Bob Chia Party, what are you gonna bring to the table today? I've got a, another perfect strip club song from Nickelback. I mean, you listen to the lyrics. This is about an uh, an entertainer. That's there's no doubt about it. The way the, the way he describes her, I'm I'm gathering this this particular entertainer is a friend of hers, and he's just letting all his friends know if you're gonna mess around with her, this is this is what you can expect. <laughs> uh, so there you go. So, but again, Nickelback. I don't care what anybody says. They write some great songs. They. Uh, they put out some, you know, some amazing music, especially for the strip clubs. And this one's called Skinny Little Missy. She's tough, no doubt. She leads you up and spits you out. Her club downtown gonna need a line of credit if you're hanging out. Top shelf, top floor. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Resist what's for you know. You know, uh, a lot of people hate on Nickelback. I never have, honestly. I think they um, they are one of the best strip club rock bands out there. That uh, agreed. You know, uh, agreed. You know, and so I think it's just a lot of like the the harder rock people think that they're too pop. Uh, but um, as for my thought on Skinny Little Missy, tremendous song. Um, I can I can add that the second I get to work tonight. Uh, so yeah, it'll be played tonight. Alon. Hey man, that's just classic. Nickelback. That brings me back to like 05, 07 when they're really hitting their stride as far as songs that hit the strip club and hit the top 40. Uh, Skinny Little Missy is right up there with all their strip club anthem classics. That's a great track. I am an unabashed Nickelback fan as longtime listeners of What's Up in the Strip Club podcast know. So yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I still think Figured You Out is their best song I've ever, is my favorite song by them for the strip clubs. So my thoughts okay um we've got a lot more to get to we've got our special guests coming on here in just a second and we're gonna do all this uh, right after this hey what's happening it's dj mike d and you're listening to a what's hot in the strip club podcast on the pantheon podcast network let's get it 
Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Hey, welcome back to Panda Off the Charts. Danny Myers, Bob Chiaparty, Alon Fong here with us today. Promised you a great guest. I've got an incredible guest right here. Got a guy from Nashville. He is a songwriter. He is a singer. He is a musician. We got Justin Wilson with us today. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How you doing, Dan? Doing good. Did I get that order, like probably the priority right? Would you say songwriter first, then singer, then musician? Or is that a different order that you would prefer? I think you got it. I think you nailed it. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've uh, recently especially been doing mostly songwriting. Uh, tell me some of the, the artists that you have written songs for and what they've been. Man, uh, so I've had, uh, had quite a few singles out on the radio, quite a few cuts. I've been had songs with Morgan Wallen. Oh, uh, that it? You know, Luke Bryan, Blake Shelton, I, Thomas I, Rhett. Uh, bunch of nobodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, just a, a whole slew of very, very talented people, man. Really, I'm I'm, I'm very fortunate and uh, very blessed and thankful. Yeah, let, more... let, he's being humble, folks. Let me let me step in here. I'm sorry, he's being too humble. So you may have heard some of these songs he wrote, like "Kiss You in the Morning," Michael Ray. You know, uh, we went Randy Hauser, "Drunk Me" by Mitchell Tenpennies, Dustin Lynch's "Mama's House." Come on, he's written with Thomas Rhett. I mean, uh, Morgan Wallen, Blake Shelton, Luke Bryan, Keith Urban. 
who hasn't he written with is a better question. So don't let him undersell it, people. This is a major songwriter we're talking to. I'm definitely the humble, the most humble person I know. One of those. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you had mentioned uh, Morgan Wallen, and I got to tell you, man, from the strip club standpoint, Morgan Wallen is without a doubt the hottest country artist in strip clubs right now. I mean, he's got the kind of voice that makes women want to throw their panties off. It's just that simple, man. <laughs> Girls just freaking love this guy. Last they night, do, it's just he's, been huge. He's got swagger, man. He's, it's swag, man. He he is full <laughs> of that country swagger. But, I mean, there's just – I never would have thought, uh, knowing him from the beginning, with long, straight hair, and then when he decided to, to bring the mullet back, I, 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 don't know whether, <laughs> I don't know whether to thank him or hate him for it, but one or the other. <laughs> but, man, I mean, I, I don't know a woman that doesn't want Morgan Wallen actually right now. Don't. <laughs> underestimate the power of the mullet <laughs> you know what's crazy is i've got girls that aren't even country fans that are asking for morgan wallen especially last night i think that was my biggest morgan wallen song that i had uh, i'm gonna drop it over to alan let him uh ask a couple questions of you and then we're gonna play some of your music all right so songwriting that's your specialty uh you know nashville has an influx of rockers since rock is sort of gone away from the mainstream i know a lot of legendary 80s rock guys have moved there and right there now and, and probably ghost right um how, how do you see that uh infringing upon your world is it welcome is it sort of what's sort of the the vibe man you know for me uh i think an artist in particular uh party for our genre party is in my opinion single-handedly bringing back that uh late 90s grunge rock uh that alternative genre of like the three doors down and the lincoln park and stained and the you know like he's bringing that back uh i welcome it most of us do welcome it here uh because man it, it's it's ridiculous that 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 whole kind of genre kind of disappeared on everyone because it it's so great it's such good music so i think it does fit into our genre now and it's just an ever-evolving thing because i mean quite frankly if you're fighting against progress you know and and something that's evolving then you know get the fuck out the way <laughs> yeah have you I, to a lot of extent i mean i've heard it said that you know country is the new rock i mean it's just that it's that they're blending so much these days it's hard mm -hmm. to tell one from the other almost you know very much so and some, some of the hottest new artists you know have it's such a rock not even more than influence it's just it's rock songs with a country twang to it you know i mean when you have producers like you know joey moy and and jay joyce coming in i mean jay comes from the rock world and joey obviously being with nickelback his entire career and then and producing them and being part of that band and then coming over to big loud and and, and jumping into the country genre it's just inevitable and 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 i've always felt like our chord progressions and our sound has always kind of had a little bit of that classic rock to it. And I think today now it's now the lyric, the, the cool quirky, you know, metallic, you know, Nirvana lyric that comes with the, you know, the, the quirkiness, the, the Alanis Morissette kind of Nirvana meets Metallica type lyrics are all coming back into our genre because there's no home, but right here. And we welcome it, it at least, for me and my 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 colleagues that I work with, we all welcome it very much. Well, that leads me into you know, have you if if you've written for non country artists, you know, 
what's sort of the the stylistic differences you approach for you as a writer? Because you know, obviously, country is known for storytelling, right? And sure. uh, rock has a little bit of that, but it's, and but then rock brings sort of I think what, speaking to what you were just saying about those artists, you know, Alanis Morissette and and Nirvana, they all have this darkness that sometimes country hasn't touched in a long time, or they do it in such a nice way that it doesn't feel dark. Whereas rock can be more straightforward with its darkness, I feel like. But uh, so, a have you written for uh, rock artists? And then, uh, how would you? What's the difference? Yeah, for sure, to? for sure. Uh, I've written, I've written with uh, lead singer from Eve Six, uh, better better than Ezra. Um, more recently, I would say uh, Jelly Roll, who's in the really? modern rock. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, dude, yeah, dude Jelly's that dude, man. He, he's, he's blown up. He's a, he's a great guy and a super super talented person dude it's crazy uh but i would say you know it's uh it's great to write outside of the genre because at least for me i enjoy i approach it if i'm going pop i i know that i need a certain hook melody that that is just ear candy that you cannot get off of but it it also op opens me up to to certain words that that you don't hear on country you know what I mean? Right. And and so I think it's good to do that. And I, I also think it's good to try and infuse some of those lyrics into the country market. Gotcha. Well, let me ask you about this song that we're about to play, Straight Out of Cold Beer. Uh, <laughs> you wrote this song. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your thinking. Did you know who you were writing it for as you were writing it? And uh, tell me about that process. So this, there's actually a, a crazy story around this song. So uh, Straight Out of Compton had just come out. Oh, the the remake or the uh, the movie for the movie. Yeah, the movie. And uh, I was like, man, I'm gonna write a song called Straight Out of Cold Beer. So I sat down with, <laughs> with two of my buddies, and and we didn't have any artists in mind. Okay. So we write so we write this song, and and I had a friend named Paul D Giovanni, uh, who was the lead guitarist for Boys Like Girls. And he's an incredible producer, incredible. And I called him up and I said, hey, man, I just wrote this song. I would love if you could build a track and kind of program it out. I'll sing a demo for you for free if you'll build the, build a track for me for free. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. And so he builds this track. And I shit you not, it's probably eight, nine weeks later, which is a pretty quick turnaround uh, that it got cut on Blake Shelton. And it was my first Blake Shelton cut ever. Very and cool. uh, Scott Hendricks called me over to listen to to play the uh, the final cut of it, and I went over to his office, listened to it, and I was jamming out, you know, high fiving, going nuts, and all that. And so they said, you know, this is this is going to be the next single. And uh, so I heard it for about two days on XM. They were about to release it the following week on on that Monday, and out of nowhere, about two days prior. He got pulled. Blake Blake was like, "No, we need to go with with this song instead." So they pulled it really quick. Bummer. Went with a different song, and I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> this, like, come on, dude. And and so so they're like, "Oh, well, it's going to be the next single." And you know how like that, that whole ball game goes. It's sure like, it "Oh, I, I hear you. You know, put your money where your mouth is." Well, sure, shit comes time for the next single. They've got all the promo package and everything, all the money getting spent on it to to getting ready to launch it about four or five days before they launch it <laughs> blake shelton calls in and pulls it and i'm like you've got to be kidding me this is a 100 true story like you got to be kidding me 
So I get an email from, from Warner and they're like, Hey, look, don't worry. Look, this is 100% going to be the next single hands down. I'm like, okay, well, my co-writer, one of them on the song, his name's Ben Hayslip. So he writes a song called I'll name the dogs. He's also <laughs> on straight out of cold beer. They're getting ready to release straight out of cold beer for the third it. single. And he sends his work tape of I'll Name the Dog straight to Ben Hayes, or straight to Blake Shelton. And Blake goes, can the whole record, we're going with I'll Name the Dogs and start a brand new record. And I called Ben and I said, Ben, you could have had two singles in a row. You fucked us out of a single and yourself for your own song. Come on, dude. And it was just, I mean, it was a whole debacle. And. I was really upset about it for the longest time because I felt like this was a, a surefire number one. But you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, maybe I'll maybe I'll get to go see somebody, you know, dance on a stage at a strip club. <laughs> okay. Well, let me go ahead and play. I can only play about thirty seconds of it, so I'm gonna play that, and then we're gonna come back Blank. and talk about it. So check this out. Straight out of cold beer. God, that would be a horrible thing. You gotta call Gwen. You gotta call Gwen next. Make her pull it. <laughs> Straight out of that dirty sound, dirty roads, nobody got no money. Got them shined up, pick up trucks, whistling at them honeys from the country. Yes, sir. You know we straight out of that long week working now. Everybody want a party. Okay, I got to say, I hadn't listened to this before. I, I just queued it up, and I just got it right before the show started. That is a great song. That is a strip club song right there. And I I have my country girls that I know are going to be fighting for this song. Um, it, yeah, it's going to work really, really well for me. I work up at Diamonds Cabaret in Dayton, Ohio. So if you ever you decide to make a four-hour trip north and east, uh, stop in. And, and you will hear your song played right there. Because, uh, yeah, this is an easy song for me to add. You know what's crazy too? Uh, that version right there is actually me singing it, <laughs> and and uh, and the Blake the Blake record you can always go listen to on Spotify. But that 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 one's actually the actual recording of the creation of wow, that song. I love that. That's wow. great. Wow. <laughs> so I've got something very very cool here. Okay, love it. Nobody else has that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So you. Okay. Yeah. So Alon. Okay. All right. All right. So I just listened to the Blake version which he dropped in 2016 on his If I'm Honest album. So if I'm being honest, I like your vocals better. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I do. You have less of a twang. It's got a little more rock. Uh, that version is great. There's a little more fun in your voice than Blake. Sorry, Blake. I love Blake, uh, but I actually think your version's better. So I think you should put it on the EP. I'm just saying. You own the rights. Anyways, it's part of the rights. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would. It's a great. It's so now, as far as the song itself, great song, great hooks. Uh you know, I always I find it funny to me. One of my biggest insults I find is that people slag pop and hooks. And I'm like, listen, that's what makes it digestible. And if you're really a brilliant songwriter, you can take a hook and make a complex lyric digestible to the average person. Hooks are so important and they're so difficult to write. If it were that easy, everybody would have a hit. So I'm so sick of people saying pop is or happy stuff is easy to write. It doesn't mean 
It's just as difficult to write an authentic, joyous, celebrate celebratory song as it is a heartbreak. Uh, I'm overcoming something. So. One thousand percent. Man. And I, when I, I was, that's always bothered me. <laughs> One thousand percent. When I was back in college, uh, in my younger years, before all the milk got in my beard. Um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, milk. Sure. Ask, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would have, you know, random people come up and say, you know, hey, will you write with me? And. And I'd say, oh, what do you do? And they would never be able to put it in a genre. They'd, they would say, oh, it's a little this and a little that. And, you know, you can't really put it into the main genre. I don't sell out. And I always looked at them and I go, no, thank you. And they would say, well, you just sell out. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but the hardest thing on the planet to do is to make millions like what you create. If you're going to do devils, demons, and heartache, I'll, I'll catch you at Starbucks, you know, or whatever, you know, I'll catch you at the yeah. coffee shop, you know, but to make something like you said, digestible and, 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 and say happy up-tempo feel good songs. Yeah. They're hard as shit to write because you have to make them not corny and you have to make them memorable. And if you can, if you can put the, the whole equation together, man, you're, you're, you've created something special. Look at, look at apologize by one Republic. Like that's a dark, dark, dark lyric. No one mm -hmm. connected realized that till it had been out for months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's super dark. But but if you if you do it right, it's you can make people think that it's a party song. Yep. And you're really saying shit. I'm at the bar by myself. And my girl left. But if you're mm. going, everybody's drinking. I'm just drinking by her. If you're doing something like that, everybody's like, hell yeah. You know. You can make them feel something like uh, I've always said that, that music makes the world make sense. And, yes. you know, if, if 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 you need to hear some sad, 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 dark thing to what is that going to get you over? It's just going to put you in touch with your initial emotion of sadness. But you can if you can hear some sad thing that doesn't quite feel as harsh, doesn't cut you as deep. Maybe it starts helping you heal a little bit more. Amen. Well, you know what? We we still have a lot to get to with you because I want to talk about another project you're working on with Bob Party that you've already worked on, actually. I want to get to that in just a second, but I do have one question I've always loved to ask songwriters. If you are writing a song and you're writing the lyrics and you're not really sure who you are writing it for, do you also just kind of write like a basic music bed behind it? Or like, because I mean, it could be a rock song. It could be a country song. You don't want to write it as a country song and turn the rock people away. So what, what's the, the music writing theory part behind the, behind the words? For me, in my experience, uh, for my career, it's always been, uh, if, if you pay attention enough to the lyric or say I, I show up to and walk into an office and it's me and two other guys, one, one of the guys sitting behind the speakers and he he's got a track pulled up and we'll ask you know hey do you have any starts you know like eight 16 bars whatever of just some random music with a loop if you listen to it it'll tell you what it needs to say if you start with the lyric it should tell you if you, as you go along what music should match it if you just pay attention because it's all it's it's got to be harmonious and it, it's like Otherwise, it's there's always going to be a tension fighting against what should be, and you're forcing what you want it to be. Hmm. So if you just, for me, if you just pay attention to what it is, and and write the best lyric and melody that you can, and don't do don't just do stock. You got to treat the lyric 
and the idea with respect just as much as the track and the music with respect. And those those two things should should come together as a as as a as a family unit basically. And if anybody's listening on for different genres, why does it matter? Why does it matter what the music sounds like behind it? If you like the song, make the music the way you want to make it if the song touches you. So I don't I don't really think that it, you know, that it necessarily matters. I think you do do a disservice to just cop out and do simple. Okay. One quick follow up. What comes first, the lyric or the melody? Both. Both. Cool. Both. Both. All the time. Uh, and and most importantly, ideas. Ideas are currency because eventually you run out if you do it long enough, and you have to you have to really start diving into what the new ideas are, and you have to really work at it. You know, all we have is about five subjects to write about. And there's thousands of songs a day being written about just five subjects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Well, the one of the big reasons, and I know we've talked about this and talked about a few things, but what I really want to talk about is this project that you and Bob Party have been working on. So I'm going to go ahead and, and just turn it over to Bob. And Bob, I want you to explain this this project, and then you two can talk about his role. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> as we as uh, Justin spoke about earlier. It was a mind blowing experience for me, in, in, in the sense that. I was brought into the project kind of as a uh, we're in trouble we need we need help <laughs> and uh, and I came in as a uh, as a consultant I started as a consultant and as the as the, as the show progressed they just found out because there was no one on the team that was a real really in the music business <laughs> and they and they 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 think they kind of learn kind of fast. If you're going to do a song, I mean, do a program about music, it's good to have somebody understand. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I started as a consultant, I went to a co-producer. I went to a producer, then I went to a co-executive producer, then a co-executive <laughs> producer, and executive music producer. So it was uh, it was a progression. But I walked into a situation where they had 25 um contestants and because of politics because of you know certain things 20 of them walked out four mm. days before we <laughs> start shooting and uh we had a fine talent like on the on the fly and so i'm calling all my producer Damn. friends and it was it was insane it was well, let, it was wild let me interrupt but you just a second able. so we can because people don't know what the project is let's talk about the project itself you sure, this is sure. a tv show that bob is talking about not an album a tv show that he's talking about and it's called banded uh the musicians what is it the music competition musician competition musician yeah. competition so you have put together a, a music competition TV show, unlike the other ones that have been out there. So now that I got that set, explain to me what was different about your show versus uh, some of the other uh, music talent shows that have been out there. This well, first of the, the biggest the biggest thing that's different about this show, which is where Justin and four other mentors slash producers slash songwriters came in, was that all the music on this show is original. Mm-hmm. There are no cover songs on this show. So we've got five talented singers, five uh, guitar players, five bass players, and we basically put 25 musicians, put them all into one house, right? Divided them up depending on the type of music that they lean to. Um, divide them into five different bands. We decide on the genre they were going to be. And then we assigned uh, mentors that, that 
coordinate with that to uh, to each band to help them you know, help them write songs to help them develop their stage presence and basically these like most of these kids did not know each other I mean there was a couple that did but for the most part most of them did not know each other so you're thrown into a situation where you you're, you're meeting somebody and then two weeks later you're on a stage in front of literally 10 cameras wow three celebrity judges and you're performing songs with people that you've known for two weeks and a That's song you've written days incredible. before. It this is like, incredible. This, I mean, this is like the real world meets a music competition. And like anyone who's been in a band knows how hard it is to connect and to write and create something that you can put even moderately decent on stage. This is insane to me how hard and how talented these cats must have been, plus the great mentorship to do this, to put on something that is good enough to be on TV. Un so unbelievable job to all you guys. Uh, that's amazing. So then the mentors and songwriters, that's where Justin comes in. Tell us a little bit about how what that looked like for you and wh what you were aiming to do with these young artists. Man, uh, you know, I, I, I just showed up ready to write songs. And uh, the, the age range is just from, I mean, I think from 18 or whatever to... 38 you know wow. whatever i mean it's just all over the place and 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 they're just slung together all of a sudden and it's like hey how you doing this is your your producer songwriter mentor you know and you walk in it's like hey guys let's get started and you have to immediately <laughs> figure out like what's your band identity and so you have to kind of really quickly dive in which is something that that after years and years of being a songwriter professionally uh, you learn that that how what questions to ask and how to how to draw out emotion from somebody that's shy or what you know or that doesn't even like what kind of song you're writing because they they only listen to you know interpretive dance or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're, an you're an artist whisperer. You're an artist whisperer. You have to figure out how you know. You have to figure out how to l allow the music to bring everyone together because everybody's got a huge opinion. So it was it was tough. But it was a uh, it was like boot camp for these kids, and and yeah. I was really really impressed with how a talented they are. I mean, just some of freak talents at their at their you know instrument. It was just incredible. But also uh, willingness to learn, and and when I say boot camp, man, like the the you know when you fight with family, you fight with family, and and you have to create family quickly and they did a really good job wow. uh all over that house and all over the show it was a it was a really good job you know that they did uh to 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 be forced to do it so fast another thing i really loved about the show which is different than any other well i i'm not a big reality show but the, the, the limited reality shows that i've watched that it seems like they're based on controversy on tension on anger on hatred on all these Drama. negative things there was none of that on the show. We had none of that. Every band, when one band was up, the, all the other bands were on the sidelines cheering them on. Everybody was was high-fiving each other. People were helping each other. If somebody broke a string or needed a guitar, someone was there to hand them one. It was it was it was amazing. I mean, That's it awesome. was it was I called it, it was like the Ted Lasso of reality. <laughs> that's awesome. that's a good way. You know? That's yeah. awesome. That's how that's Lasso. how it really was, and and it just felt so good. You know, walking on the set every day, 
and seeing everybody and, and just, you know, knowing that everybody, we were all, we were all competing. They were all competing, but we were all in this project together and everybody did a great job. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like everybody shared the, the, the sentiment of, you know, boot camp under the gun, go, go, go. And Holy shit, this is so big, right? Like, I mean, it was professionally done. I mean, the stage was beautiful, huge, all the cameras, all the, all the crew. I mean, they're, they're up in your face doing this. I mean, how many of how many of those guys have ever had that experience? You know, it's like, you know, red light comes on and you freeze up. No, we, all, we, all, we all supported each other and, and, and cheered them on because at the end of the day, man, nobody wants, unless you're a piece of shit, nobody wants to see somebody fall flat on their face. Nobody yeah, right. does. Right. So we're, we're talking about Banded, the musician competition uh, that Bob is executive producer on. Justin Wilson, our guest, was a mentor and songwriter with the band. So he co-wrote with the, these bands that they put together. Uh, it's on Axis TV. The show dropped May 13th. So it dropped about a week or two ago. Go check it out. I'm going to go check it out. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Bob, is, over the year last year, too, has shared some pictures at the stage and shared some stories. So we can't wait to watch it. But again, go check it out. It's on Axis TV. It's already out. It's banded the music competition. Now we have something special for you. So one of the groups was named Gamblers in the Neon, right? That was Justin's yeah. group. That was, that was your group. group. Okay. And this is the song they wrote, and I'll let Justin tell you about it. Uh, this is very cool. Go ahead. Uh, so I think uh, Shoot from the Hip, man. Uh, this was a – it was time to do an up-tempo. Like we had we had different themes for, for each episode for songs that we needed to create, which I thought was great. You know, it shows all, all the – qualities of, of different types of emotions throughout songs and it, and it brought out everyone's opinions and this one man i just told him i said hey let's just get rid of the boundaries and let's just go full on a hundred thousand miles per hour right down the highway and and head on collision into some music and that's exactly what we did and and you know the guys really actually brought this one to life more so than i ever could have imagined i thought they did a great job and it, it's just full of energy man it's it's a good it's a great live stage song well right. we at what's hot in the strip clubs are proud and excited to present to you shoot from the hip by gamblers and the neon this is unreleased can't hear it anywhere else but also this is a demo this is not a finished copy so you're Correct. really hearing a, a, a work yeah, so in progress a work in progress it's too hard on it, it okay <laughs> real quick uh, question before we go into the song bob has this episode released yet where this band has performed this song no this has not this this actually this episode will play this was the uh banger like, right yeah this is uh this is two two weeks from now three weeks from now some two, yeah this is two weeks. weeks it's not this week it'll it'll yeah. be it'll be in the following week right okay so let's check it'll this be... out shoot from the hip let's listen to this On a dash, liquor filling up my coffee cup. Getting gone with a corn gross tar, and the only thing on my mind is white lines on a black top. Pedal down, and I never stop. I'm a good time coming with my guitar strumming, showing up when the needle drops. I got that neon on my mind, my paycheck ain't for paying rent. I was raised up righty on them redwoods, trying to get to heaven with the devil on my side. 
Chamber and honey, I shoot from the hip. Kicking up sodas, looking for love with a buzz and all guitars where you'll find me. Making noise with some good old boys till the lights tell us to leave. Blue eyes, slow dance. Country girl, wanna take a chance on an outlaw hit out here in the sticks. Come on, honey, I'm your man. I that neon on my mind, my paycheck ain't for paying rent. Yeah, we were able to play a longer version of that. It's actually even longer than this, but we were able to play a longer version because it's not registered with Spotify or anybody just yet. <laughs> this was the world debut of this demo, and again, it's it's a it's an unfinished demo, but but I can hear through that, and I can tell you, I love it. Um, I like the uh, the recognizable intro, which is the Sweet Home Alabama kind of a chord pattern that was in there, uh, and but it didn't like completely rip off. Like in other words, you made it your own, but you used that pattern, which I like that. So yeah, I uh, I absolutely cannot wait for the uh, the finished version to come out. Oh, it, yeah. I, I think it's gonna rock. And and one thing about it is, uh, you know the personality of, of the singer really comes out in that with, with John singing on that, uh, which I think is great. And, and that was something that we really, really made a big effort to try to do with that song is it's to capture a personality with it. Uh, Cause I think that goes a long way. And, and, and the band itself, man, they, when, when it gets all mixed up and everybody sees the, or hears the final product, it uh, it's going to rock. It's going to sound mm-hmm. good. I love that song. I, that, that song, I think, is going to be a real hit. I think I think it's going to it's going to go real well. It's got it's got edge to it. I mean, the lyrics are just so killer. I mean, it's just it, it's infectious. It's an infectious song. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah, of your I think thoughts. It, you got like the rock was taking to shine that sun butch up a little bit, polish it up, and it's going to go straight up the public's ear hole. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, let's, let's put it that way. That that what you what you just heard was created in two hours. Wow. Yeah. And not only that, uh, it was uh, one of the first times that all of the band musicians for that band, for Gamblers and Dion, had ever been recorded in a professional studio before. Oh wow! Man. So that's intimidating, I mean, man. When I when I say that 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 the show banded uh, was great, I mean it was great in so many different ways that you could not even understand unless you were there, because some of these guys that. Had, they got to do things they've never done before and they got put under the gun to do it. And it was just, you know, sink or swim. And most of them swam. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Life begins awesome. outside the comfort zone. And again, Bob, the, uh, the network that it's on. It's on access TV. It, it, um, it airs a uh, new episode airs every Saturday night at 9 PM Eastern time. Okay. Do they have an on-demand also, so you can catch up with some of the yes, older you ones? Yes, you can. You okay. can catch up on the uh, on the on-demand. You can go to their website and there, and you can just click on it on the website as well. Um, it's uh, yeah. Access for those who are not familiar with Access TV. It's owned by Mark Cuban. He he owns the oh. network, and it's uh, it's all music. It's kind of like to me. It's kind of what MTV, MTV used to be. Should be. Yeah, it used to be and yeah. should be. You know. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, they got some pretty cool shows. Uh, Vince Neil's got a show on it. Uh, Sammy Hagar's got Sammy a show. Sammy Hagar does, yep. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot of fun stuff on it. And well, Mark there. Cuban's a Yenzer. Go Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> 
So, so Justin, before I let you go, um, I want to switch gears, um, and I want to basically what we do on this show, Panda Off the Charts, is we play songs that have just come out, and we give our opinions about them. We play about thirty seconds of it. So, I released a um, a TikTok and a YouTube video uh, two days ago on the new Dolly Parton song, and with you being from Nashville and her being a big Nashville person, it's called "World on Fire," and I did this thing. Because, I mean, I love Dolly. I have always loved Dolly. I don't know this is her best project that I've ever heard her do. In fact, it's not. But um, I, I had actually said that on the TikTok, and I think I got some really uh, ugly hate messages back. But, <laughs> I'm sure you did. But I want to play 30 seconds of the song. I Dolly. want... The These three of your opinions. I am not bashing Dolly. I'm, I, well, I'll tell you my opinions uh, after it is over. But let me listen to, this is Dolly Parton. Now, she has a new all-rock album coming out that I believe is supposed to have 30 songs. Most of the songs are going to be collaborations from, from what I read about it. This one is not a collaboration. Uh, and I just, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. But I, my opinions is I ask everybody to rate it 1 through 10. And I got a whole bunch of ones and I got a whole bunch of tens. So everybody is strongly opinionated. There's no fives or sixes or anything like that. Let me do this and then I'm going to come back and talk to you guys about it. This is Dolly Parton's new rock song called World on Fire. Everybody's tripping over this or that. What we're going to do when we all fall flat. think about us when did we lose in god we trust god almighty what we gonna do if god ain't listening we're deaf too liar liar the world's on fire what you gonna do when it all burns down huh okay so real quick my my initial review on this song was um i just i i think it's more the song i don't like than dolly's voice i mean how do you knock dolly's voice she's perfect i don't know that her voice actually fit for me, uh, uh, the rock thing. But I thought the song itself, it kind of, you know, it used that We Will Rock You drum beat, which has kind of been played out way too much. It uses the the bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do, kind of a, a hook line in there as well. Uh, and then it uses that nursery rhyme takeoff, that liar, liar, pants on fire thing that I would expect uh, somebody like Hardy B to do, but not Dolly Parton. And... So I wasn't blown away by the song. I doubt I will play that one. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the album because she's got 29 more songs that hopefully will change my mind. But you being from Nashville and you knowing a lot about Dolly and the backstory of this, let me get your opinion. Justin. Man, uh, so in my opinion for the Dolly rock record, uh, you know, she got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, she didn't want that. Because she, and, and and if I'm correct, I believe she actually spoke out and said, you know, I'm not, I don't deserve this. I'm not a rock artist. You are and yeah. so this is, in my opinion, this is her, uh, her justified, like, if she's going to accept the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, she, she wants to put out a rock record. Whether it's her or not, she got acknowledged for her just incredible contributions to music uh, just all across the board over decades. Well, if a person feels the conviction of being in a hall of fame and they don't think that they, they belong, they should put out a rock record. So at least that it's an attempt. I think it's brave. 
in my opinion. I think it's commendable, respectful. I think it's uh, it, it's got integrity, and it shows character, in my opinion. Now, do I want to hear Dolly sing rock songs? No, not really. But I I do want to support the premise behind this, in my opinion. And as far as the song itself goes, man, dude, Dolly sings her ass off. Period. She does. She can sing. She doesn't. She doesn't miss notes. You know, she's from that era of you know where it's on tape, and you know, you better be good enough. Tape to don't die. lie. Yeah, tape don't lie, and we don't feel like splicing. You know, I mean, she's up. She's from that era, and and I think that, that I'm I'm proud of her for doing that. And, and as far as the lyrical content goes, I think that she stayed true to herself by by the lyrical content and how she is as a as a human being and 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 just her ideals and what she's always professed to the public you know um but i think that she also at the same time stepped out on a limb to do to try and 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 basically tip her hat to say thank you to rock and roll hall of fame i think in my opinion and so i i applaud it do i do i think the song is amazing who's to say i can't personally not my favorite I'm going to listen to, to, to other Dolly songs mm -hmm. personally. All right. That's what I'm going to do. But who the fuck cares? She did something. She did something for a reason in, that, that, that I believe. in. So mm. that's kind of where I'm at with it. And, you know, at the end of the day, she stepped out on a limb, dude. Like if your grandmother does a cartwheel, you're going to go shit. And it sucked. <laughs> she tried a cartwheel. cartwheel. You know, like yeah. whatever. <laughs> and so you, you got to applaud that. You got to just go love you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I, I appreciate your take on it. I, I really do. I, and by the way, if you didn't figure that out, that's Justin Wilson, singer, songwriter, musician out of Nashville right there who, who knows the industry a hell of a lot better than I do. So <laughs> let me go up to Alan Fong. Yeah, so to add to what he said, uh, yeah, she was nominated and then she declined the invitation into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, eventually changed her mind, and then they inducted her in 2022. So she is a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Now, love everything you said about, you know, that was her way of justifying getting in the rock and roll hall of fame i can't wait to hear more of it uh that is, is nothing to do with dolly dolly's great you know there's no digital manipulation of her voice like you said she's on spot she's a pro she's going to be a high performing vocalist uh that song is just really meh I, I wouldn't even give it a 10 or a one i'd be more like a five which to me is the worst writing you can get as an artist i'd rather have a one than a five uh it's a very derivative song is the problem i feel like uh it's uh, very similar to Heaven Knows by The Pretty Reckless that came out a couple, like, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight yeah. years ago. Uh, it's a solid song. It's just okay. And and I, I really am curious to see. I know she collaborated with a bunch of artists on this upcoming album. So I'm curious to see. I'm surprised she went the modern rock way. Sort of that song is a modern rock thing. I would have said do more like a Fleetwood Mac or a, a bluesy rock Eagles, you know, something. It's still rock. That would make sense for her voice because she's had a lot of songs that Jolene has a rock vibe to it. There's a darkness very to it. Much, you know what I mean? Very, so like, it's not like she can't do rock. I'm, she belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, period, in my opinion, so. because of songs like Jolene and because of because they crossed over. They were bigger than just country. The best, look, to what you said earlier in the show, or you alluded to it, good music is good music. Genre doesn't matter. If you're a fan of music, why would you hate? There's no genre I hate. There's jazz I love. There's thrash metal I love. There's country I love. There's hip hop I love. Good music is good music. It's the one unifying force on this planet for humankind is music. It's the same 12 notes for all of us, no matter what language we speak. Mm -hmm. 
now. I agree. I agree. And honestly, for me, uh, I haven't listened to the whole album, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's smart to to uh, to say, you know, the the powers that be, so so called, you know, may pick that song because it's the most unoffensive. It's the demographics. It's, yeah, you know, <laughs> like they run the numbers or whatever. But yeah. I think I think that to listen to the whole album. Right. I bet you. I bet you there are some songs that you're gonna really like. I'm sure I will. You know, no, no and Dolly. Yeah. You know, and as far as this song goes, man, like, <laughs> are you expecting to hear something that's gonna get played on mainstream radio and, and rocket up the charts? And no, no. But, but I wouldn't put it past not, her. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past. I would not put it past Dolly. Dolly could do anything. But you know, to me, it's just it. It, it personifies somebody that is hugely philanthropic and 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 cares so much i don't know of another artist that has been so in the spotlight for so many decades Man. that that to this day you can't catch them on a on a tricky question like what do you think about this view politically or this divisive <laughs> thing no you don't catch her on that because no. dolly personifies hey I'm just a singer and all I want to do is bring people together. And I, I think that's that. all that that's just whether whether it's a great song or not, it's still the, it's still a great message. Yeah. And I think that that that's all that she cares about and I think that she cares mainly about that. There's going to be some songs that are great on the album that you're going to like, I guarantee it. And then who gives a shit past the rest of it? Like I mean, you're not expecting to see a diamond album come out from dolly parton for rock genre that she's never <laughs> done in her life it doesn't fit her but she did it out of respect i think for the rock yeah. and hall of fame and for all of those people that have been inducted into it well two points i'll make real quick one she's got 29 more songs to change my mind and my second point i'm gonna make is i don't really think my opinion is gonna sway dolly parton i don't think she cares what danny <laughs> myers in ohio thinks she doesn't know me you know but i but honestly you're right and i want to go to bob chia party for his uh, his thoughts on that song um i'm i'm a big dolly fan i'm not a fan of this particular song for a lot of the reasons that you guys have already mentioned um my biggest criticism of, of of the whole, all the different things we spoke about really lies more with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, I just think that the Rock Hall of Fame should just change its name to the Music Hall of Fame and yeah. and be done with it. Yeah. Because, you know, again, I, I yes, you can argue that Dolly does, doesn't belong in the, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but she really, you know, she's been known as a country artist. You can say Cardi B or whoever other urban artist doesn't belong. And they, they all deserve, everyone that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame deserves to be recognized. But, you know, again, rock and roll is rock and roll. Rap is rap. Country is country. You want to, you know, if, let's put it this way. If, if Metallica got inducted into the Country Hall of Fame, I think there would be fireworks, man. I think I think you you'd be you'd be a lot of screaming and yelling going on. Mm -hmm. So, just you know, I agree with you, Bob. I, that's a that's a great point, and and I can't argue with that. That's a very valid. Well, I mean, you've got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which a lot of people say should be changed to the Music Hall of Fame, and we now have the Strip Club Music Hall of Fame, which just got started. Alon Fong and I actually are the creators of the Strip Club Music Hall of Fame. Ah. We have one year in so far, 
and uh, our first five for the for the class of 23, they have to be in our uh, in our group. They have to have uh, their first hit, uh, their first single released uh, or album, in, or album uh, 20 years prior. So we were looking at 2003 and before. Our first inaugural class is Motley Crue, uh, Nine Inch Nails, Prince, because it's not a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, Def Leppard, and who did I forget? Guns N' Roses. That is the first five. Voting is open right now for the next year. It's all at stripclubhof.com. So we really want your opinions for that. Here too, Justin. Go vote. (laughs) Come on. There you go. Go vote there, Justin. We'd love to see your vote on there. Um, We've got a lot more to get to here on Panda Off the Charts. But, Justin, um, we got you to hang with us longer than we've had anybody hang with us in years and years Uh and years. So we appreciate all the extra time you gave us here today. Excited about this project that you and Bob have with the TV show. So uh, I just can't wait to see more. Justin, thanks so much for coming on today. I appreciate y'all having me, man. Y'all take care. And Bob, love you. Love you, brother. Add a couple more more gold records and platinum records back here. <laughs> I, I will. I, 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 they're in the closet. I guys have room to put them up. I've seen the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Elon you. and Danny, man, nice to meet y'all. Nice to meet you, man. Good luck to you. What an amazing, outstanding that guy that is, man. I just, I can't wait to go to Nashville and meet him. I just phenomenal. And what a wealth of knowledge he was. Yeah. No, he's he's a smart guy. He's well spoken. He's amazing, amazing songwriter. I mean, I every every week he you know he'd bring another song to the table, and I was like, God, he just he'd be able to bang him out. He's just so good. Yeah. So well, what you got to do if you're listening right now, as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, go over to Axis TV, go look up Bandit the music comp the musician competition, and go check it out. Go check Justin out at work. He's amazing. Yeah, Bandit, you know? not Bandit. Banded. Banded. Yeah. yeah banded. With that D. Banded in Sometimes it sounded like together. banded. Yeah. Banded together. Um, I know we're running long on this one, but Justin was just such an amazing interview. I didn't want to cut him short. We still have four picks to go, and we're going to get to those next. This is Tyson Leslie from the band Vixen, and you're listening to the What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Say that five times fast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Panda Off the Charts of What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. Yes, we're running long, but we promise you we got four more songs and we're going to get to them kind of quick here. So, Alon, what do you have for us? You know what's been missing from, like, radio lately? Sexy R&B. Sexy I got a sexy R&B track for you. This is Lipstick Lover, Janelle Monae. Great sexy video, too, by the way. Oh. I was listening to this the other day, and um, I'm still jury's still out on it for me. I don't know whether I like it or not. It's um, it's an okay song. I'm not going to say I hate it. I'm not going to say I like it. Uh, I think maybe I need to hear it a couple more times. Reggae vibes. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, maybe uh, she does something with Bad Bunny or something. I don't know. Bob, <laughs> I, I again, I, I thought it was it was it was cool. It was, it was a great vibe. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm not feeling strip club. That's just me. I mean, again, you know me. I like I like the bump and grind. So I'm I'm a I'm a meat and potatoes guy when it comes to strip club music. <laughs> yeah, meat and potatoes at a strip club. <laughs> well, Bob's your <laughs> party. Stripjointsmusic.com. Uh, what's your final pick going to be? We got uh, what three more to go? Yeah. This next track is from an artist that's been on our show a couple of times, as I recall. And um, it's an artist I, that I've worked with, um, helped marketing. Um, I love him. I think he's a super talented artist. Um, he's just got out of the studio and just released a new single. He was working with Jay Baumgartner, and uh, you, I'm sure you guys know know him. He's worked with Caesar, Cold Chamber. I mean drowning pool i mean mm. the list goes on papa papa roach the on and on the amazing amazing producer and uh, i think you guys will like this one it's uh, again it's christopher shane and one more round quicksand boots keeping me from running i'm looking for tomorrow everywhere today gotta live with what i've done if i'm gonna keep on living praying for another day yeah, i just want to know what it feels like yeah, i just want to Yeah, I remember Christopher so well. He has been on our show, if I'm not mistaken, twice. He's been our special guest on on Panda Off the Charts. I remember he did, um, was it Bad Guy, the Billie Eilish song that yeah. he did? Yeah, yeah, I remember when he did that because that was, that was crazy because, you know, I mean, he took, you know, he took this song by Billie Eilish and, and threw his style on it. If you get a chance, go back. It's on one of the older Panda Off the Charts and you can find all those at pandaoffthecharts.com. But yeah, I, 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 dug, I dig that one as well. Alon? Yeah, big fan of Christopher Shane. Of course, he was a guest, like you said. Great dude. Talented cat from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, great track. I was right, wondering yeah. if he was up to anything new because it had been a while since we heard anything. I'm definitely a big fan of his music and that track. Uh, he had the cover and then he had the original song, uh, Ten High. Yeah, yep. that was it. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. So we got two songs left here on Panda Off the Charts. I've got one that just came out from Ellie Douay uh, and Weathen. And I had to look up Weathen. Weathen is a, uh, I think he's like 23, 24-year-old DJ EDM artist. I didn't know anything about it, but I I watched a couple of interviews with him because I wanted to make sure I was pronouncing it right. It wasn't Weathen or anything like that, or Weathon. So uh, I want to make sure I was pronouncing his name right. Good, good artist, good vocalist, good production. It's called Money on the Dash. Control, I will crash, running high. Put your money on the dash, throw the dice. Lose control, I will crash, running home. I will crash, when you slow. I will crash, running. Say, 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 say. You running on the road, so get out the way. Push One of those songs I don't want to fade out, but I have to. Okay, Alon? <laughs> yeah, very cool track. Um, can't say nothing wrong, bad about it. Good track. Yeah, Bob Chia Party. I thought that track too. I thought it got a great vibe to it and just cruise along. And I could just see people, you know, ladies grinding to it and doing their thing. Yeah, good one. 
Alon Fong, it is your chance to close out the show. You don't normally get to bring the last song, but today we did things in such a crazy order, but we did them on purpose. So, Alon, what you got? Bob, did you say you like to bump and grind in your strip clubs and your music? Yeah. Well, my friend, I've got the song for you. Uh, it's a strip club classic already, but there's a new remix of it out. Uh, Pretty Ricky, back in 2005, came out with this strip club classic, Grind With Me. This is the FS Green remix. such a strange show for me because usually I like all of your songs so far today the first two I was kind of in on and this one uh, I I just have to say this they stripped the sexiness out of the song with this remix not a fan at all the original is just too good it's just not a song that in my opinion should be sped up and what I'm picturing right now is uh, one of my girls whose name is Olivia who loves Grind With Me, who normally actually likes the Danny Myers remix of Grind With Me that I play for her, and I'm just picturing you know her. It. You just contradicted yourself. What? No, well, mine kept, it more, it. mine kept <laughs> it more true to the beat and the tempo uh-huh. and the sexiness. Uh-huh. And I'm just picturing playing gotcha. this for Olivia, and I'm, I'm going to make sure I tag her in the show there so she can hear that I plug this. I can imagine she's throwing her white claw can at me right now. White claw? Yeah. Well, that says a lot. Well, you know, much like Dolly Parton, uh, and that's about how much I care about her opinion and your opinion. <laughs> Bob, she a party. Are you going to tell me that you love this song and you just think it just replaced the original and it's badass and you just can't wait I, to go to a strip club? You know, I, again, I, I like the original, but I like to me, it's more fun. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's I just I dig it. Uh, I don't know what can I tell you. Maybe I'm just grumpy this week. Is you know, I mean, like I you have been working a lot, Danny. You're a little tired. No, I don't work a nap. I don't work much. I I feel like today I'm like one of those Muppets. What were the two old guys? Oh, the two balcony. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Statler and Waldorf. That's it. Good job, Bob. There you Statler, go. Statler, Statler, S T A T L E R, and Waldorf, right? Do it okay. Again. Now that we got that. Okay. So, what I'm going to do is talk to the listeners right now. You guys that are listening to the show, still hanging with us. Um, we had some some interesting controversy in the show. Some we liked, some we didn't like, but it's not really about us pleasing each other. It's about getting your opinions when you're listening to it. So, I want you to go to Facebook, go to What's Hot in the Strip Club's Facebook group, and uh, join that. This is where we all get to throw our opinions in, and uh, we like to hear from you. What did you think? I want your opinions on the Dolly. One, ten, five, where are we at on that, or any of the songs we played today. So, make sure you get on there and do that. Danny Myers, Alan Fong, Bob Chia Party. We'll catch you on the next one. 
Thanks for listening to Panda Off the Charts. Presented by the Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. Now you know what's new. Get a full list of tracks from this show and previous shows at pandaoffthecharts.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.